Now's the time to tell tales of the unaccountable. Zambi, what do you fear? What do you fear? Consider you find someone mummified. I already like this story. Okay, this is what we're going to do. We just need you to hunt the giant owl. He just looks too suave to be Dracula. <laughs> too suave to be Dracula. Remember, you are bringing her back to life, so there is that. You got that to pony up on. Be afraid. Be marginally afraid. Welcome to Pulp Nightmare. I'm Mike. I'm MB. And I am Hero. And MB, would you say we're going to take a trip to somewhere we haven't been in quite a long time? Yes, Mike. Mike, we were visiting with an old friend, or an old foe, as it were, because Pulp Nightmare has actually been trending. Well, not really, not the actual podcast, but something related to Pulp Nightmare has been trending. Something Pulp Nightmare made famous. Something Pulp Nightmare took into its mythology. Yeah. You guys broke this story. <laughs> MB, why don't you tell us about it as I throw to you, and we return to MB's news desk. <sighs> Get low underneath MB's news desk. That's that's inappropriate. Holy fuck shit. You weren't expecting that, were you? <laughs> I'm fucking mesmerized. You heard it here live. Just read your goddamn story, MB. Get low under MB's news desk. Get it on under MB's news desk. Get low under MB's news desk. Get it on under MB's news desk. Why'd you have to sing a song that's better than the actual theme? That's inappropriate. No, that's the that's the theme I tried to make, but I couldn't get it to work. <laughs> eh, there's always the future. Okay. So it's when uh, MB's news desk goes national. No, that's staying in. Oh. <laughs> Serious. Right. Okay, so it's been a while since we've done one of these. It's been way too long, actually. You, you've been kind of hassling me to do one of these for quite a while. Seven long get, years, MB. And I get $25 every time you use that theme I made, so I've been on your ass for weeks about it. Oh, well, I mean, here's your payday. Hope it was worth it. I'm going to buy so many, well... <laughs> Let's just leave it there. <laughs> For we have a story to do. Mike, James, also known as Hero. Hey. Let me remind you of a person named John Goodman. And no, it's not that John Goodman. This is the John Goodman that we discovered all the way back in, uh, let, let me see, in episode 36 of Pulp Nightmare, John Goodman, 2099. We discovered a horrifying scenario where a man was secretly a supervillain who posed with Hillary Duff in a picture. And there was an elephant, elephant who watched on, terrified, who knew was something was up. <laughs> there was an elephant who predicted the future, as it turns out, because as I was saying, this man has been tr has been trending lately because he has been sentenced for the death of a person. He really is Roderick Kingsley, a.k.a. the Hobgoblin. <laughs> the man who looks like a Spider-Man villain is actually a real-life villain because, as it turns out, a jury convicted Wellington Polo Club founder John Goodman in the 2010 death of 23-year-old Scott Patrick Wilson on October 28, 2014. 
I just say that the name of that club is just the whitest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. It's like the Fitzwilliam Game Society. <laughs> like, what? Do they just like only talk about hunting like albino animals there or something? While, I mean, drinking, liquid, while drinking liquid mayonnaise. <laughs> their guest of their guest of honor is Sir Reginald Fancy from the East Atlantic Trade Conglomerate. <laughs> <laughs> and they only serve white Russians. On the fifteenth day of a retrial. Yes, this is a retrial. <laughs> Because he beat the law the first time. And after more than four hours of deliberations, the jury on Tuesday found Goodman, 51, guilty of DUI manslaughter, failure to render aid and vehicular and vehicular homicide. Oh, God, he was riding his goblin guider drunk. Get <laughs> <laughs> out of my way. And a man named Scott Patrick Wilson died from it. I like how... That's just a weird headline. John Goodman kills Patrick Wilson and <laughs> We knew it was going to happen eventually. By the way, did you guys have the same reaction to seeing that trending on Facebook that I did where for a split second you were like, oh god, John Goodman died? Yeah. Yeah. It's like every time I see a celebrity name on there, I just assume they're dead. Yeah. It is amazing how much news I get from Facebook trends. It's actually really convenient. I just get spider stories. That's all I get anymore. <laughs> it knows. <laughs> it's the next chapter of the spider spiracy. They invade social media. Listen, Why do you think they call it the web, Mike? <laughs> God, the World Wide Web. My God. Okay, what a long, strange trip that's been. Palm Beach County Circuit Court Judge Jeffrey Colbass said to all these attorneys before re- is he played by Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> before releasing four alternate jurors and offering the three men and three women of the jury to decide Goodman's fate. Goodman, the international polo club founder and heir to a Texas heating and air conditioning fortune. <laughs> oh my God, he's got AC money. <laughs> now faces up to 16 years in prison when he is sentenced for the death of Wilson, a recent uh, a recent University of Central Florida engineering grad. That was his punishment after his first trial, but the con but the conviction was tossed later because of a juror misconduct. <laughs> that juror he murdered <laughs> with a with a pumpkin bomb. Colboff ordered Goodman to be taken to the Palm Beach County Jail immediately after the verdict. The defense attorney said they would follow a motion for Goodman to be released on bond pending his appeal. He's still out there. <laughs> I didn't think he was a flight risk. I mean, sure, he owns an airline, but... <laughs> he has those underground tunnels all throughout America. He had been on house arrest under the terms of a $4 million bail. <laughs> That's a $4 million bail. Wilson's- he catches his wad with $4 million. Come on. <laughs> Oh, that is decadent. <laughs> that is decadent. Wilson's father, William, declined to speak to reporters after the verdict was read. His mother, Lily, made a few comments about her feelings on the jury's decision. Why can't anybody just need names normally in the story? I, ha- I haven't absorbed it yet, she said, clearly emotional. I'm still grieving. She said the trial was tough for all the families involved. Why, why do I feel like Lily Goodman... It's like some kind of Romani no, no, mystic. No, no, no. Lily is the mother of the victim. Oh, 
I apologize. I wasn't like, sensitive. Well, she's not that. listening. <laughs> well, she was the victim of the hobgoblin, so... Goodman silenced her. She said the trial was tough for all the families involved. Chief Assistant State Attorney Alan Johnson, who turned and looked at the family after the verdict was read, said justice was done for Wilson. This case is about Scout Patrick Wilson, he said, and that's who achieved justice today, and that's who we should all be thinking about. The defense team made a short statement outside the courthouse and declined to comment beyond it. While we are disappointed with the verdict, we do respect that verdict, Attorney Elizabeth Parker said. The rest of the four-person team standing behind her will be appealing this verdict based on the substantial issues that we believe are present in this case, the release of the vehicle and the admissibility of the blood results. News leaked late Monday of an arrest in Vermont of an, ele- of an individual allegedly trying to tamper with a jury by seeking cash for trying to influence a juror. Jason McIndale. <laughs> I like how he's going all fucking John Grisham with this jury. But sources said the jury did not appear to have been compromised in any way. The panel, selected October 9th in Tampa due to intense media coverage of the case in Palm Beach County, have been sequestered for the duration of the trial at an undisclosed area hotel. One of the four excused jurors was a man who had prior criminal conviction and during the trial violated a court order by using a laptop in his hotel room. Another Please was, get me out of here. <laughs> they threatened my family. I imagine that was Harry Osborne. <laughs> Another was a woman who reported being heckled outside her hotel room. Harry Jane. Heckled. <laughs> That's it. That's hey, so- you suck. <laughs> <laughs> the alternate jurors left without commenting to the media. Uh, the identity of all the jurors has not been yet disclosed to the public. So once again, they're just Spider-Man characters. <laughs> I, I just love how this why what why is this dude important? This is this is why I'm taking away from this story. We're at fault. Here's why. <laughs> yeah. We knew we knew he was a threat and we did nothing and now a man is dead. But Mike, Mike, so did that elephant. That elephant knew everything. That elephant elephant, had a family to protect. It was up to us. That elephant saw him drunk on his goblin glider. Well, to be fair, this did happen in 2010, so it was before the episode. And you know what? You know what else? Hillary Duff also knew what happened. Well, that's what I was going to bring up. What was the last time you saw Hillary Duff? That's the tragedy we could have prevented, him throwing her off the Queensboro Bridge. (laughs) My God. He's a monster. All I'm saying is there's we, we have access to time travel. This has been established. Like could have showed us his blueprints. We need to find Maryland Metal and B. Wait, do you think this is all connected in some way where this was the tragedy we needed to go back and fix? <laughs> that was, that's what he was trying to tell you at the concert. John this... Goodman will take a life. <laughs> you have the chance to stop him. Like that guy was the John Connor who was gonna save us from the fucking Children of Nimrod conspiracy. That's what the drop. He was going to stop the New World Order. Get the computer chips out of our brains. Oh my god. What if John Goodman's trial is what starts the Children of Nimrod's takeover of humanity? Turns out he was at the top shareholder of Cyberdyne. <laughs> what if that guy in Friendlies all those years ago was trying to tell me I was going to save a life, but I refused. I turned my back. You saw the story, and you didn't recognize it for what it was. It was supposed to be your time to shine, and instead, 
you didn't act. Like they showed you a captive Hillary Duff as bait. That was supposed to be the first clue. That elephant was the second clue. It was a sober Hillary Duff, too. God. Hey, hey, way to drop the ball. Yeah, it's pretty much on me, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, if this follows fucking Doblin logic, now that he's behind bars, it's just a couple of years until he's running the CIA and fading Asgard. Oh, God. You think he's the polo goblin, isn't he? <laughs> oh, the oh. widest goblin of them all. <laughs> okay, there's actually more to the story. What? Oh uh, well, I am done making fun of the fact a man died, which I just realized <laughs> what we were doing. <laughs> oh. We are not making fun of a man, a man's death. We are making fun of the dude who killed him. <laughs> good point. Good point. I feel During bad. the trial, the jurors heard two dramatically different accounts of the night of February 12, 2010, when Goodman blew through a stop sign on his speeding Bentley and slammed into Wilson's Hyundai Sonata. His goddamn rich man mobile. <laughs> he, this dude drowned after his car was flipped into after his car was flipped into a canal after Jeez, the impact. What? You serious? Yeah. So he killed him in the worst way possible. Prosecutors told the jury Goodman spent the hours after, before the 1 a.m. crash drinking at the three Wellington bars that cater to the polo community, and at a blood <laughs> al- alcohol level more than double the .08 legal limit to drive. I like how he still had to go to rich white people bars to then drink and drive. They say he, he didn't knowingly have a driver. Wa- they say he knowingly walked away from the crash, leaving Wilson to die, and waited nearly an hour before calling nine one one. So this dude is the worst man who ever lived. I like how we originally joked about how evil he was, but yeah, it turns out he actually is evil. Yeah. Wow. He's an evil piece of shit. If you look at those courtroom photos, he somehow looks even more like a supervillain. It's terrifying. He he actually looks a lot like Chris Cooper as Norman Osborn in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. It's kind of creepy. Was Hillary Duff there supporting him? I don't remember enough of that movie. <laughs> or do you mean in the courtroom? Was she there? Both. Why not? <laughs> it's like he's I, the one. He, he was the producer of Hannah Montana. <laughs> But the defense argued good. Lizzie McGuire, I apologize. Mixed up my blonde chicks. Yeah, all the same. But the defense argued Goodman was not intoxicated when he got behind the wheel of his luxury sedan. His high blood alcohol level, they say, was caused by drinking he did after the crash in a so called man cave to soothe the pain of a broken. <laughs> to the man cave. The so called man cave. And the man cave is in quotations, by the way. That's named my memoirs, the so-called man cave. And the attorney said Goodman did not intentionally leave Wilson. He walked away to find a phone to call 911, disoriented due to a concussion he suffered in the crash. In his closing argument Monday, Johnson urged the jury to listen again to a recording of Goodman's 911 call. That's exactly what happened about 90 minutes into the panel's deliberations. On the tape, Goodman told a dispatcher he just had a wreck. He said he had walked down the road and was at a barn, the first place he could stop. My phone was dead, Goodman said. I tried to call. He gave details of the crash, saying he stopped and pulled out at the intersection and didn't see the other car. That's different from the testimony Goodman gave during the trial, however, when he said he tried to stop but his Bentley refused. I did not see the car after I, you know, pulled out, he said on the tape, but I obviously hit something. God, 
Damn it, Jarvis. <laughs> Wait, I, I like how the defense's story is. He wasn't drinking and driving. He just killed a guy, then went home and got drunk. <laughs> he was just so sad about it because he's such a good The Bentley person. killed him. <laughs> That's essentially what they're saying. The car did it. <laughs> What are we putting Henry Ford on trial? <laughs> He's just trying to mask the fact that he was the hobgoblin. Like, he put away his costume and his glider, walked over to a barn. I hate John Goodman 2099 so much. <laughs> God damn it, Polo Goblin. Once again, we could have stopped him. We were afraid. Yeah, what if he's possessed by a demon at some point? That'd be fucked up. Goodman told the jury last week he took a few swigs from a bottle inside the polo player's barn after the, after the crash. The polo player's barn. What do I feel like that's like the the player's ball? Do they like, like people? Do they like go there and like, oh, this is what it's like to be poor? <laughs> we we know John Goodman was speeding. Colin said we know John Goodman had been drinking alcohol that night. Stupid, stupid actions, and Scott Wilson's dead. Now it's another Wilson. <laughs> Herschel. <laughs> so he either killed Patrick Wilson or he killed Herschel. How do you kill two celebrities at once? <laughs> John Goodman. Goddamn evil decadence. Collins said that after his horrific crash, Goodman's first cell phone call was to his personal assistant to seek a quick exit. <laughs> wow. Listen, can you finish this murder for me? I have things to do. <laughs> I have hippos to eat. <laughs> All he had to do was stay on the scene to notify somebody, she told the jury. Instead, he walked into the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking dramatic. He's going to fucking walk the earth like Samuel L. Jackson at the end of Pulp Fiction. You know who needs to be presiding over this goddamn case? She-Hulk. <laughs> she can get it done. So, Oh, wow. The prosecutors say boot prints show Goodman walk a meandering path to equestrian Lisa Pimbleton's trailer at 1.30 a.m., and then, using the woman's cell phone, he first called girlfriend Heather Hutchins in Atlanta <laughs> at 1.52 a.m., followed by the 911 call at 1.56 a.m. Can you all come over here and blow me up into a trauma? I just killed a poor guy in a sedan so fucking hot. By the, by the way, I just love that he went to equestrian Lisa Pimbleton's trailer. <laughs> I need more white people. <laughs> it's like, that's a combination of words I never thought would be used in a sentence together. Equestrian and a trailer. Once again, this is what it's like to be poor, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's like being at Colonial Williamsburg. <laughs> we play poor role-playing games. Collins. I'll be the blacksmith. Jeffrey, Jeffrey. <laughs> Drink out of that jug. Collins Careful, said, that's three X's. Oh, look, look, Tom can support his children. <laughs> how, how delightfully absurd. <laughs> Let me finish. Come <laughs> right, Collins said Goodman's statement to the 911 operator that he had stopped the Bentley at the stop sign before, hit, before hitting Wilson's car shows he was already thinking of ways to shirk responsibility, quote, like a kid with his hand caught in the cookie jar. She said the defense was trying to have it both ways by saying Goodman drank from the man cave bar, <laughs> but yet didn't appear even buzzed at the hospital an hour later. 
Seriously, did Goodman actually fucking say, well, I went to my man cave? Like, is he that? Even when it comes to faking something, like, really? You have to go to a man cave? Also, side joke. Yeah, he stuck his hand in the cookie jar of murder. (laughs) (laughs) To get him death cookies. (laughs) Find him accountable for his actions that night, Collins urged. Everyone has to follow the law, even John Goodman. God. That is a collection of words. <laughs> I think he was talking about actor John Goodman there. Actor John Goodman just bursts through the door with a shotgun. I'll show your life for the mind! I'll show your life for the mind! <laughs> oh, You're out of your element! He's like an evil spirit. <laughs> he just appears when vengeance is needed. There's more, but it, it doesn't. It seems to be regurgitating the same stuff. Like, the defense already used that. Uh, he walked in search of a phone to call 911 because his cell phone battery stopped working. Uh, he suffered a concussion or a mild traumatic brain injury and didn't know where he was. He didn't know what happened. That's what the defense tried to argue, but nobody actually believed that because, once again, made up several stories. Listen, he's just too rich to kill, Your Honor. <laughs> Goodman's first stop was the man cave where he had the liquor that caused the point seven. 177 blood alcohol level. I like how the man cave keeps being referenced. (laughs) Like it's key evidence. Good God. 1.7 or or 0.177 blood alcohol level. That's that's a lot of that's a lot of booze. Yeah, he went to the man cave and had all the drinks. (laughs) Just put it in my veins. (laughs) Like I just imagine him being interrogated by the police. Like. You can see closed-circuit recordings of him just weeping with his head in his hands. How many times do I have to tell you people? <laughs> I went to my man cave and drank there. It was in the man cave. The man, man cave! cave. <laughs> uh. And he's saying this while floating around like a goblin glider. Fuck you, John Goodman. <laughs> I hate you so much. I'm glad you're going to prison and then hell. Where he will become Demo Polo Demo Polo <laughs> Oh no, it is Demo Polo. I can spend the rest of eternity in the man cave. Of hell. Of hell. Uh, the so-called man cave. I Satan's man cave. I imagine the man cave was just code for a goblin lair. <laughs> well, I feel like somebody's gonna draw. Somebody's gonna write a book about this years from now called Satan's Man Cave: The Fall of John Goodman. <laughs> Why do I feel like this dude's man cave is like a uh, like twenty thousand square foot mansion? I was picturing the Playboy Mansion grotto. It's the entirety of the Playboy Mansion, all the grounds. If you look for the man cave, you'll find Hillary Duff. <laughs> Just wandering the hall. She still looks exactly the same. Time has no place there. <laughs> <laughs> Why is the man cave the red rock? <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way you could get drunk after getting drunk. Ugh. But yeah, that's the end of Mr. John Goodman, 2099. 
Until he eventually breaks free and forms the new Sinister Six, of course. <laughs> I what do I feel like? Guys. You just see John Goodman appearing at the front doorstep of Rob Granito. Saying, you are the Polo Knight now. <laughs> oh, God. Polo Nation. <laughs> there, we, we would have a pulp rose gallery. <laughs> do, really. Like he takes off his mask dramatically, and he's had plastic surgery to become a dandidio. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to rule all of Alchemax. So yeah, moral of the story: John Goodman is a horrible person and deserved a jail sentencing. And John Goodman, the actor, is an angry spirit of vengeance. I feel like we've learned a lot. Also, that was a horrifying update. <laughs> old story. Well, I mean, to be fair, it had a lot of references to the man cave, so I kind of brought it down. I think the so-called man cave, in quotations, was actually my rumpus room. <laughs> I had foosballs. Listen, Listen, why would I drive my Bentley while drunk? I only have one that color. I wouldn't want to risk ruining it. I, I'll have. Ch- I usually have Chelsea here get drunk in my place. <laughs> it's why I've replaced her liver with a series of cybernetics. If you excuse me, me and my dog Samson have to go play poor again. <laughs> Come across three and Lisa, Lisa Pebbleton. Chelsea, bring the hoop and a stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this takes me back to my childhood. In the early 1800s. <laughs> well, he is getting more and more old. <laughs> <with> the impression. <laughs> He's fucking Rachel Gould now. <laughs> <laughs> He's just all the supervillains. Even Captain Gold. No. Not Captain Cold. Captain Cold has codes. He has a standard. <laughs> no drinking and driving. Captain Cold would have a rule against drinking and driving. Well, he has to try to wrangle the prankster, of course. Keep your cool. Do you any more sad murder updates, Ember? No, that's about all I got. Hey, I don't think that's a sad update. John Goodman finally was brought down. He got what was coming to him. We can cross him off the list. Yes. Finally, he's gone to the real court after leaving the Court of Pulps. Oh, God, the Court of Pulps. That's... Here's, here's, my... Kinnison masks. <laughs> here's my question. Can that elephant sleep safely at night? MB, that elephant died a long time ago. He John Goodman ate him. With <laughs> sing- no, no, no. Done. And then it was burned. So no poor people could devour its flesh. Those elephant children are orphans now. Why does it gotta have kids, dude? Why you gotta make it worse? You were the one that said it had a family. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yes, you did. That was a lie. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> uh. we have exchanges where I sit here and wonder how this is a podcast. <laughs> that was one of those exchanges. <laughs> What? How was this episode a thing? It's the evil of John Goodman in his satanic man cave. 
satanic I... man cave. <laughs> satanic so-called man cave. So, did you guys think this was a worthy sequel to John Goodman 2099? Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely say so. Yeah, I would, too. I mean, it it was, you know... It was... Oh! Oh! How could you be worthy? Christmas, How did you get out of your closet? You were all puppets tangled in strings. Strings. the end. The end of the podcast I started us on. Nothing lasts forever. Quizmotron. Well, anyway, that's been this episode of Pulp Nightmare. I've been Mike. I've been a bit. And I've been Hero. Have pleasant nightmares. Another tale of the strange and terrifying. Mr. Johnson, have you heard about those people who don't know about our podcast? Yes, sir. I've heard of them. Do you think anyone who doesn't know about our Southern-themed podcast should go to jail? No, sir. Do you think anyone who has heard about it but hasn't listened to our podcast should go to jail? No, sir, no. Do you think anyone who refuses to listen to our Southern-themed podcast should go to jail? No, sir, not really, no. Then what should happen? What would be a fair sentence? Do they deserve to die, Mr. Johnson? Do they deserve to die? Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell! Matt Johnson was found innocent of all charges and resumed hosting his monthly podcast, Below the Bible Belt.